Physical strength is no substitute for perception. For perception is the key which unlocks the intangible power of the spirit. You perceive nothing. Six. Six of the Elijah Bailey show. That's Episode five just dropped the other day. No. Yeah. You about to say six. six. No, I was about to say six. It's not like you were about to say six. Well, I mean it is six, so it works. <laughs> however the fuck I say it. So Good morning, Mr. Bailey. Good morning, Mr. Taplin. Yes. Of the of the uh Edinburgh like Taplins. The Edinburgh Taplins that I like to sleep in. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it's good to get sleep sometime. Yeah, it's overrated. Last night at work, I was sleeping while I was working. Mm. Up on high volume. Uh, my buddy Jeremiah was just staring like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I, was, I was tired. And then I went up to uh, the gym this morning, worked out. Mm-hmm. You, miss, you missed a pretty good workout. His chest and back today. Mm. Mama Bev killing it on incline. She didn't. Mm. She didn't think she could do it. Um, and got in there and busted that shit out with the COVID. So, what all workouts did you guys do? Um, we did flat bench, incline bench, and both of those were mid grips. The incline was a low angle incline, so we used uh, the squat rack with that chair, the adjustable bench. Oh yeah. Um, what else? Dumbbell flies, straight arm dumbbell pullovers, chin ups. Uh what was because uh, the dumbbell flies and the dumbbell pullovers was a superset. Chin ups was by itself. The second superset was uh, dumbbell bent over rows and the T bar row. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last one was hanging knee raises. Mm, what's and, the rep count? Uh, rep count was seven sets of thirty as a warm up for the very first rep, and then six sets of five after that. So thirty five, mm. five, 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 five. So you're really feeling it. Yeah. Like everybody went up today. Megan worked with Mary. Decoven worked with his mom, and I did my my deal by myself. But Decoven, no, he um he was going to come, but he has to make his gas last till Friday. Hmm. And well, I was like, yeah, <laughs> no, I said I've been there before because <laughs> yep. people like man, I don't have enough money. I was like, dude, I've saved twenty bucks over the course of three months. I can stretch a dollar. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I do. That, and, that gas is crucial. Yeah, so I think he'll be there Saturday. We'll meet Saturday because Decoven's coming in Saturday because he'll have uh, one of his finals on Friday. Mm. So it was, it was a small group this morning, but everybody where we have a little bit of hard rock going in the background. Mm. And I know, I know, mm. in your memory, I missed it. And then. uh we put on uh, some CT Fletcher. There was a new video. Uh, yeah, I saw that. that Mark Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interviewed him. That was that was, that was good. nice. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have not, um, we're talking about fitness. We're starting it off with fitness instead yeah, of right into it. <laughs> like it in the middle. In the middle, jump yeah. right in head first. And uh, there's <laughs> there's several people that <laughs> motivate me, and then we'll do specific podcasts for those people. One of them is CT Fletcher. He's a uh, YouTube sensation, and he's been. Uh, powerlifting and bodybuilding for over 35 years. He's got experience. He just now opened Iron Addicts Gym within the last year. Um, and basically his story is he has died three times, uh, twice or all three times on the operating table. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said, don't go back out for competition because you will die. And he's, you know, that's fine. And you see that kind of mentality in other athletes, um, 
I don't know who I was looking at a quote from somebody the other day and I can't remember, but he said the same thing. I will die on um, in the game before I sit out, before you have to bench me and bring somebody else in, because this is my livelihood. I worked all the way from when I was a kid all the way up to now being a professional and I will not stop. And I think that's a great mindset to have. A lot of people want to say that uh, you can't work that hard. You're overtraining. And if CT says, overtraining. yeah, you, you bookworm motherfuckers <laughs> always want to say shit about Cotton overtraining. Candy eating ass. Yeah, you hip having motherfuckers and all this. <laughs> I mean, he, he cusses and he, he explains, he says, I say fuck because I like to say fuck. And I mean, his diction. A lot. Yeah, I mean, he's given speeches to, to classrooms of kids, to vets, and anywhere where there's kids and families, he doesn't he cuss. Doesn't cuss yeah. But in his personal uh, videos and stuff, he does cuss because he said, these are the words that come to my mind. He's like, if I have a hard rep and I'm laughing or I can't laugh no more, I say, fuck, get that shit up. Mm -hmm. There's no excuses. So uh, I like him because he's up front and then he works hard. That's somebody else that, because uh, for a long time, I thought I was the only one. They're like, you can't work everybody part every day. And I've been mm -hmm. told that since high school. And you know what I did? Work everybody part every day <laughs> lifting and then go do martial arts training. Mm. Because I have to make sure that one of my goals is to be the best martial artist. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to meet every martial artist, but I know there's somebody else out there that has the same mindset. And so I found that in CT. I found that in uh, also Eric Thomas, uh, who kind of rose from the bottom to, to all the people that I kind of am um, – flocking around and listening to as, as motivators have come from nothing. And that's where we all come from. I mean, they've had to struggle. Mm -hmm. And when you're privileged, I had a, a good home life, didn't have both of my parents, my grandmas and grandpa helped raise me and so on and so forth. Um, which we'll talk about my whole background in another episode, but I, I feel pretty privileged in, in the upbringing I had. I had what I wanted, what I needed, more than what I needed at the time. And CT's had to he had to sleep after surgery, sitting up on the wall in agony and pain, thinking about when he could get back into the gym. Because mm. he went down from like 240, 260 or whatever it was to like 180, Ouch. 170. I know. And you were there too. Yeah, dripping you, back in the hundreds. I well, know. actually like normal, my normal weight was always like about 180. And you went down to 138. 138. <laughs> and now <laughs> kind of bulked up to two, 210 my, last time. But Yeah, the highest I've gotten 210. But then yeah. I normally I think right now I'm just fluctuating between like 199 and 202. You got to get back in the gym. I know. I've been, been slacking. Bullshit. Been slacking. You know, it's <laughs> funny. I actually saw this video. It's funny that you said that uh, CT says that uh, one, uh, you know, get the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of this one YouTube video I saw. My cousin had tagged uh, me in it, and it was this, uh, you know, a bodybuilder. And I go, dude was swole in a mug. Yeah. I, I've never seen anyone uh, that big. He was pretty big, <laughs> and uh, the uh, leg presses. He was doing like some crazy, like over a thousand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a crazy way. But what I I, I watched it a couple times because. The words he was saying to motivate himself, I was just like, oh, I know what? I'm going to try to use that next time I, I'm working out. Because, yeah. you know, he, he does all the, you know, the, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, yeah. you know, all the screaming. All the but then, then he, he says, uh, while he's lifting and before he's lifting, you know, this is lightweight, lightweight, yeah. lightweight, lightweight, come on, lightweight, lightweight. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, you know what? I like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Just tell yourself this is lightweight and just try to push through it. Yeah. He was like, I think he was leg pressing like 23. Damn. It was insane. 
That's a lot I think of he was doing like uh, you know like a dumbbell or barbell, no yeah. dumbbell, dumbbell, curls. Uh, dumbbell um, bench press. Okay, got you. Yeah, uh, with two hundred on each side. Fuck, <laughs> I'll, I'll show you the video. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, I think he squatted in the eight hundred. See, you know what? It's funny because I'm like, man, that's. I want to get up to that weight someday. I want to be able to try yeah. it. I want to be able to try because today we were doing a T bar and mm-hmm. my elbows have been bothering me and I have this rib out of place on my right side, so I feel it in my back. And normally I um, I row like um, what I do. I think I did what I do. You know what I did. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think I I did my 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 warm up with uh, thirty reps with uh, one thirty five. And then I added a plate in the coven. He's like, man, you might as well throw another plate on there. So uh, we had 225 on there. The I was like, gave you a piece of your yeah, own medicine. My, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, <laughs> I've never done 225. So I did it. I got one rep in. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet. So I said, take that one off. I stayed at 180 and then busted out my other six sets of five with mm-hmm. 180. And so I'm just going to keep going up. Just like those uh, calf raises, I never would have thought I could do six-something on calf raises mm. uh, on the Smith machine. And then at our gym, there's I, I, there was no more plates left, and it got up to uh, 495 unassisted woo. on that rack. Mm. But the other deal is seeing people do that shit, I'm like, man, I still fuck them up. <laughs> because I know what kind of work I put in. I think that's, yeah. the, that's the, the mindset that you have to have. Like, one, you're doing shit that I can't do. I will get there. Two, mm-hmm. even though I'm not there, I will still wear your ass out if you try me. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're talking about. So, and I'll get in there with it. I mean, that's the whole premise of the boot camp. We motivate each other, and some people say, "Why don't you do that?" All right, and you know me, I always th- man, go ahead and throw a 25 on there. If that's too heavy. <laughs> then back off and put two tens on there. Yeah, but. yeah, just drop it down just a little bit. Yeah. Add more place to it. But, yeah, just drop it down by five. Don't take off the whole 50 yeah, pounds because, and walk away from it. But like you said, he said this is lightweight. Most people say that's heavy. Yeah. Like Mary, I was like, man, throw them, throw 45s on, do 135. She said, hell no. Nah. You know how Mary does. <laughs> she said, bullshit, I ain't doing that. I said, Mary, you can. why do I believe in you more than you believe in yourself? And I said, I'll give, you, I'll give it to you. You are sick, but we're going to start, you know, pushing some more weight. Hey, Mary's been up there since, what, July? Uh, June? <sighs> Somewhere in there. She's I think six, she, She's almost six months in. Yeah, because she came while I was doing my summer camp. And I think around that time, we were getting ready to do judo week hmm. up there. So, and yeah. The COVID came around August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the COVID came afterwards. And then Brandon's about a month and a half. But really been there a month, a <laughs> month and a day. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, these, <laughs> these are people that motivate us. Eric Thomas um, dropped out of high school. Didn't have his father in his life, and then he got his GED, got his bachelor's, got his master's, and now he is Dr. Eric Thomas, one of the top motivational speakers um, in the U.S. Nice. Uh, Zig Ziglar, I think most people have heard of, Les Brown, who was uh, labeled uh, mentally retarded, and he he wasn't supposed to be anything or be able to do anything until one of his teachers pushed him, and he went out on a limb and tried some stuff and got on the radio and started speaking so these are the people that motivate me because they have struggle and i i like telling their story because most kids nowadays they don't have the struggle people are readily easy to let them off the hook and let them out the easy way than teach them and i think that's one of the problems that we see with all these shootings and schools and everything because everything's given to them so easily they don't know how to cope and adjust to the the struggle in life 
mm-hmm. and then yeah. they don't know how to talk to anybody because every time they talk to somebody, they give them what they want to hear. They tell them, you're fine. You're doing great. Well, if I've got all the answers and I've done everything, uh, where does that leave me? I still don't know how to address this problem. And then some of them commit suicide. Some of them kill everybody else that's annoying them, and they can't cope with some of that stuff. So I like to kind of relay some of these other motivational speakers and uh, I'd like to say my personal mentors to them um, when I can, if it's showing them a video or just telling them about them because everybody's got struggle. Yeah. That's one thing that everybody on this planet has in common, whether you grew up in the slums, you don't have a house, you're, you're sleeping outside. I mean, everybody has a little bit of struggle and just like the blues feeding into that struggle, that's going to bring something out of you uh, that you didn't know you had. Yeah. Very true. So, but that struggle's real. It is. Uh, the boot camp was was very nice this morning. Um, what was y'all's warm up? Or did y'all just jump? No, right no, in? no, no, no. You know, you know, one hundred push ups, <laughs> one hundred setups, and uh, then we did a hundred skips on the jump rope, and then we did uh, push up sprints down and back. So, Ooh, joy. If, yeah, if you guys haven't done push up sprints, you drop to the ground. Now, I mean, this is after we did our hundred push ups. You drop to the ground, do as many push ups as you can nonstop, and as soon as you feel fatigue, and I mean real fatigue, where you can't push yourself up, you sprint down to the other end. As soon as you get to the other end, you drop down, do as many push-ups as you can. If you do it right, the the very first one, because we did it four times, uh, it'll feel like you got, uh, like DeCoven said, he said he felt like he had 45-pound plates as his arms. Like, you can't move them. It's mm-hmm. just lead in your arms. Yeah. You do as many push-ups as you can, sprint. Do as many push-ups as you can, sprint. Do as many push-ups as you can, sprint. And we just did it four times. So that was our warm-up. Mm, very nice. Soon. Got a little cardio in it, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got to. People been slacking on the ab work. Yeah. People been slacking on the cardio. Yeah. So uh, we can get that back You got people like in. me that's been just slacking <sighs> all together. You're acting like a married man. I'm just keeping it real. I mean, you're acting like a businessman. You're up here working <laughs> all times of night. I wish I I'm could work at home. Oh, fun fact for everybody. I, I applied. just tagged you in the FY. Oh, nice. Yeah. I um. I applied at Gold's Gym. Mm, how's that? Uh, I think I got the job, brother. Yay, yeah, for real. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah they, um, I did the first interview, then the second interview. Then I think they called. Um, they needed something else from me. Then they sent me an email and said, uh, could I provide? Sample? No. Okay. Two references. <laughs> Dick pic. Uh, no. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then um, the last deal was to accept an offer. Now, mm. Uh, I accepted the offer, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> oh, they just they just accepted, yeah, yeah. Or not accepted. Well, no, they said they sent it, and I didn't. Don't I didn't worry get it. about what it is, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. So I'll I'll be talking to uh, one of the uh, managers up there, Diana or pff, Danielle. I know. Fuck up. Hope uh, if you listen to this, my bad. It'll probably be edited out. No, because I work in. magic. You uh, sure? Yeah, I work yeah. magic, dude. I, I want I want to bring a little bit of realism. You know, uh, one mic, one voice. They keep it real. No, they don't. I edit a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you think they keep it real. A lot of their stuff is edited. Now, you see, you hear that? This is what Blackened Studios provide you. Quality work. I'm, it's I'm, magic. It is magic. And the look on his face is almost the James Franco look yeah, that I've been getting the last two about, podcasts. I was, about, I was just thinking about the James Franco. Dude, I know where your mind is. But Blackened Studios, this is, this is the place that I enjoy coming to whether i have sleep whether i don't have sleep i know that my (laughs) shit is going to uh sound nice and i mean we sit here and talk about it beforehand making sure everything is sounding like it's supposed to yeah 
what might need to be edited, what's going to be the topic, what's the subject. I mean, a lot of work goes into this, and uh, I'm very appreciative that uh, thank you, sir. Richard has put together all of this. Thank you, thank you. Thank oh, no you. problem. Thank you know, you. I, I'd never. Uh, well, I think I do say thank you every now and then, but I want to put it out there on the, on the not on air. I don't want people to think I'm nice and shit, but I'm going to do it today. Are you still thinking about it? I think the only time I've actually heard you say thank you is when you didn't get in that ass whooping. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, what about text messages count? Because I said thank you yesterday. Text messages don't count. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> but um, anyways, is, yeah. The, yeah. This is the place to be. If you want to have a quality podcast and there's not a lot of places in Oklahoma. So this is Oklahoma's premier podcasting studio, facility, production center, whatever you want to call it. This is where you need to be. So reach out to Richard, uh, reach out to black and studios on Facebook or black Correct. Black is up and running. Yes. Reach out, uh, contact them, send an email, uh, send some on Facebook. Let them know if you have something of quality, that that needs his attention mm-hmm. not everything is quality nope like man you know i'm a comedian i got some jokes i want to no mm. you might need to go down to the loony bin yes and they <laughs> they they might not accept you down there but that's that's your route yes and then you gotta actually have also that that passion for it as well um, oh i thought you were gonna say that paper because paper is something that uh motivates me yes. to put more effort into your show yeah. <laughs> the uh and like you say some people say it's higher than giraffe pussy i think now, it's just like maybe like a saint bernard pussy saint bernard pussy. now that's just gross okay like high, so that's gross now, but giraffe, pussy giraffe gross? no no how about elephant pussy that's all right, we're, that sounds nasty. That's, that's how highest prices are. That's how nasty you got to get with it. But uh, yeah, his it's price it's it's fairly priced for what he's giving you. So I I would you know ask more if I was richer. But you know what kind of man he is. Yeah, he's a man of I, character. I, I try to I try to be humble, just yeah. humble. But just wait though. Probably give it about a year. Yeah, he gonna get arrogant <laughs> as shit. Like uh, to talk to me, that's two hundred dollars a minute. Yes. Uh, you want a, a podcast? You want a podcast? All right, uh, thirty minutes is eight hundred dollars. An hour long podcast, fifteen hundred. I'm gonna give you just a discount, play. I'll give you twelve hundred right from the table. See, oh shit! Yeah, I might need to record this from my iPhone. <laughs> you ain't gonna be able to play it nowhere. But um, yeah, Black and Studios is where you need to be. Um, so, other exciting news about what's happened to me over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh Let's let's start with this first. Brooke and Alex are mm. two of my students. Brooke mm-hmm. is fourteen. Alex is thirteen. How long have you been having them? Six years. Wow. Six years since day one. They walked into the door. Unified Martial Arts Training Center when we were on Fretz and uh, Fretz Drive and Kelly, or fifteenth, fifteenth, fifteenth and Fretz. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they walked in. Brooke has never been one that's real touchy feely. And she always has a scowl. Not a scowl, but she always has a stern look on her face. Yeah. Uh, it takes a long time for you to warm up to Brooke and for her to start joking, but she's real serious. And then Alex is the one that she's real bubbly. She likes to talk and she's, she's the goofy one. But I mean, since day one, I've, I mean, probably about waist high. I've had Brooke and Alex and they tested for the black belt. And it was a very, uh, proud day. Cause they were, was it emotional? Uh, yeah, I got, I got a little misty. Got a little, got a little, misty, little choked yeah, up. It's like, Oh shit. My because face. like, Whenever something had to be done, uh, 
there was no emotion. But then when I when I when we went up to the, for the uh, the rumble, which is um, I call it the I call it rumble in the Bronx. Um, all the brown belt candidates, there was eight or nine of them. They line up on one side. All the black belts line up on the other side. So you're looking at you know sixty black belts uh, in front of you, and uh-huh. then you go in and you just fight everybody. So I fought Alex, and I beat up somebody else, and went to Brooke. Is, is this is this there, is there any video on this? No, not that I know of. So so okay. So let me <laughs> let's rewind this. I know it's probably <laughs> natural <laughs> for you because you experienced. Yeah. So the rumble is when all of the black belt candidates mm-hmm. line up on one wall, mm-hmm. and then or, I mean we're like right in front of each other, one line, and then a, a slob of people right in front of you. So you get to see everybody's pores in front of you. Okay, and then and this is at the end of the test, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, this is right before b- board breaking. Okay, so this is the so, so near the end. So board breaking this is the very last. Even though I've never done it before, it's not as strenuous as. I mean, it's strenuous, but it's not as, I guess, uh, cardio involved as fighting, right? Correct. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's um, it should be a one-time burst of energy. So after you've done your test for, I mean, the test started at ten, and we got done like a two something. So you you'll definitely be tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, not yeah, yeah. saying so, that you won't be tired. Or anything but like it's that. a one-time movement. It should be for for. Uh, hand technique and then a foot technique. So you're expending all your energy on your fights, and then the rumble kind of takes a little bit more out yeah, of you. Yeah. So this this rumble. So you got your brown belts, and yeah. then you got your black belts. Yeah. And then it's just like fight. You just yep. hear someone just yells yep. fight, and then if you've it's seen like a collide. Yeah. If you've seen uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Nope. Everybody, a moment of silence for the death mm-hmm. of Richards. Actual, you knew better than that because I, even I mean, on the last show you said you know no, last me, show you me, I know but I, well, you, yeah but I did said, ask you yeah you said yeah. let me do All this right. before I embarrass myself and so look at you you you, you embarrass yourself <laughs> for our for our commercial break you whenever we take pants. it <laughs> for our commercial break when we take it I'll show you the fight scene I'm talking about but for those of you guys who have seen the cult classic Big Trouble in Little China with fucking Jack Burton in it mm. he. he uh, I have the DVD. I will let you borrow it. It is a great movie. One of my favorite parts is um, there's one clan and another clan of, of gangs, but they're all in martial arts suits, and they're like, ah, and charge each other. That's how that is. Kind of like Braveheart. Have you seen that? Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, there we okay, go. Yeah. yeah, like that. So is that... Okay, so I mean, how do you know if it ends? Was it all the brown belts on the ground? Uh, black just... belt. No, I mean, the black belt stop eventually. It's, it's not a long So it's like deal. a hazing? Kind of, yeah. Or initiation, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, um, the way that I look at the initiation. what purpose does it does it actually serve outside? Because like, it sounds like, you, I mean, I'm just trying to It's understand. fun for us. I mean. Of course it's fun yeah. for y'all. <laughs> you, you guys are like. You know. It, it kind of introduces them into like a big deal. Because I've, I've had, uh, and they're not my uh, original students, but, you know, Mr. Holt has kind of um, allowed me to teach and mentor his students jason tate they got into a fight where it's like four of them versus almost 20 other guys mm. so it gets you prepared for that scenario now will most of these guys have that scenario no because people don't do that anymore nobody wants to take an ass whooping no more mm-hmm. there's not those big deals but it was i mean back at uh when uco was central state and the wild bunch was formed there they got in fights all the time so it was something it was applicable to the times. Mm-hmm. now it's just a, a time-honored tradition we hadn't done it in a while and I missed it, 
because it, you get on that line, you don't know if you're supposed to really fight or if you're playing yeah, around or what. Thinking, yeah. And so you're, you're kind of on edge and you just, I mean, you could have two or three people coming right at you. You got And it's just like your multiples because the way fighting works. Is, and I guess it's, there's black belts are still teachers. I guess it's more of a respectable. You're not trying to just literally beat the dog shit out of. Yeah, that's 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 bed. taken care of in the regular fights. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, uh, like I said, I didn't get emotional until we, we kind of lined up there and I was like, man, they're almost done. All I have is breaking. And so... Uh, I was like, dude, I've been with Brooke and Alex forever. And uh, it just like whooping your kids, you don't want to whoop your kids. But, I mean, when we got geared up to fight, they had them over there. And I was sitting there pacing back and forth in front of Brooke. I didn't make eye contact at all because I'm like, it's it's fighting time. There's no sympathy. There's no care in the world. I'm here to fight. You're here to show me that you want to be brought into the fold and be essentially from ascend from student to you're my sisters now mm. as far as the organization. So Brooke was the first one I got uh, on a one-on-one because you do five one-on-one fights. And Tim McGuire, um, he's the head of the Lua Association, which Lua is a martial art, Hawaiian martial arts. Uh, King Kamehameha, it's to protect his noble bloodline. So there, it's a select group. And the McGuires are, I think, the only foreigners that are allowed to teach Lua. And Lou is the only martial arts that has 12 degrees. No other martial arts does. And so. No, most of them in what, nine? Mm hmm. Okay. So Tim McGuire was judging that ring. Um, does he live here? Uh, Broken Arrow. They have a, ca- a compound. It's so Not nice. <laughs> rubber shotguns, rubber uh, semi automatics, assault rifles, pistols, oars, all the tools, all the gear. Um, I mean, not gear, but all the weapons that you would use for Lua and they teach seminars. And I had to miss because of work, uh, this last September, but I mean, uh, he was doing Brooks ring and they actually ran it like two minutes each fight with maybe a 10, 12, maybe 20 second break in between. Mm. And Brooke had to do all her five and Alex had to come in and do five. So you do five one-on-one fights, all two minutes a piece. Then you do a two-on-one, three-on-one, four-on-one, five-on-one. Wow. And, I mean, Brooke, that first one. What? What are you thinking? Now, ask me the question first before I go on. No, 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 no. I'm just picturing it all. I'm just picturing it all. Oh, dude. After, I'll get to this here in a second, but I line up with Brooke. We bow. I said, fight hard. That's all I did. And then uh, we started fighting, and I sat with my right foot in front in a good back stance Mm -hmm. and had my left hand cocked. She came in. Boom, hit her right underneath her right ribs, knocked the air out of her. And, and Brooke has asthma anyway. She already had to use her inhaler for the forms, which I ran the forms. So that means nine katas. And they had to do each kata three times, mm-hmm. base a, a baseline of three times. Some they had to do four, some they had to do five times. What's a kata? Uh, katas are a, an imaginary fight, if you will. Most people don't believe in kata, but katas. Uh, Does it like muscle memory? Kind of. Kinda. Because after a while, you, you I mean, you remember all these katas. I know uh, within our system, 28 empty hand forms or katas, and then I know uh, 15 weapons katas. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning the 27 uh, Shotokan forms, and I'm going to learn the Goju forms as well. And you kind of remember that, but it, with member, remembering that, you always have to realize what each move is. Each move is a singular attack, you know, meant to kill somebody. But there's a bigger spectrum of that. You use your forms... Your forms are supposed to uh, pass down 
through the ranks. So I teach Brooke and Alex. They teach their students and so I on see. and so forth. And they preserve the history because yeah. for the Taekwondo forms, Chunji means heaven and earth. It's the beginning of Taekwondo before it was Taekwondo. It has 19 moves. You know, that is a part of the kata. Then you have Dosan, which was na- named after the supposed legendary hero that was said to have founded Korea. And then you, you, so on and so forth. Each kata has a specific meaning in Korean history and time. The the divide of North and South of Korea, uh, Korea different wars, patriots, mm, the alphabet being okay. created, stuff like that. So um, they had to do those. I had a baseline in my head of three times a mm-hmm. piece for all nine forms. But I, like I said, some had to, we had to do some forms four times, some forms five times. I mean, 19 moves, 27 moves, 30-something moves, they get long, and you're supposed to do them with the same amount of intensity as you would every time because they're fights. Yeah. So they were tired from that, and she already had to use an inhaler. So let me ask you this. So um, sorry for interrupting you. No, you're fine. Uh, so uh, after you do, like, the katas and then the move on to the next part of the mm-hmm. uh, testing, is there, like, a break in between, or is it more like depending on the next – particular thing the other person just sitting out waiting on their turn yeah the, the way it is now because there's so many underbelts and this is one thing that i don't agree with. so when we say underbelts you mean just like other uh, i mean because the test had i think everybody from white belts all the way up to the brown belt the black belt candidates so the oh. brown belts with black stripes and uh hmm. i mean you would think that since they're becoming black belts it's like a day dedicated just to black belt exactly oh see i I mean i I love (laughs) i love the wild bunch wild bunch i've said this this is this is even in my my bio i didn't know what it was like to have an outside family besides you know my friends which Mm -hmm. would be you and brian and then yes and and the wild bunch and the wild bunch has been strong for over 46 years um together as a family as a unit of diverse people every culture every background different martial arts style styles coming together take the best of martial arts that we learn and the stuff that's not applicable and throwing away kind of the same principle as Bruce Lee. And, and we kind of use those principles because we have met Bruce Lee essentially was kind of a part of the wild bunch. He was taught by June Ree. June. We actually had Mr. Kenny who passed away um, his certificate for his first, his first uh, degree black belt from June Ree within mm. June Ree's system. Wow. And, um, it's just a strong organization with strong her- uh, heritage. Lou Angel uh, is actually Mr. Bill Briscoe. He's the second uh, founder, organization head. Um, he, yeah, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I suggest everybody find Lou Angel because he posts stuff about his, his history. And then you sit there and you're like, and I was talking to uh, Martin McGrew, one of the other black belts. I mean, most of my friends are older if they're not, you know, our age. Yeah. And he was like, man, you, some, you read the stuff that he did and you talk to him and you see all this other stuff. And you like to think that maybe just a little bit of that blood courses through your veins for, you know, for the yeah. people that, that work. And I'd like to I read that stuff and I say, Mr. Briscoe is known for breaking people's ribs, noses and legs. That's what I need to be doing. That's that's a baseline requirement for what should be doing. But. I digress. I love the Wild Bunch. I think the having all those belts gives too big a break for either side. I had to, I had to tell, I had to go to the back and tell 30, 40 kids to shut up and sit down because they were talking, but they were waiting for over an hour because the brown belt can or the black belt candidates were doing their stuff. And that's kind of where she so really can't be too surprised that mm-hmm. you got to go back there. No matter how disciplined someone is, especially if they're still a kid, a minor yeah. sitting back there in the room for an hour, 
Yeah, just wasting time, I and mean, you get cold and stuff. So I think it yeah, should it go is in December. Yeah. yeah, I think it should go back to the way it was, where just the candidates were up there. But I mean, so did it used to be where the mm-hmm. other belts they all test, and then the black? I figured the black you know, testing to a black belt is a huge, huge thing. Oh, it is. I mean, you should have an immense amount of pride for whatever your your journey is. I, it took me eight and a half years because of injury and age. Uh, Brooke and Alex six years. Ashton will be on that eight and a half. McKenzie. And he was supposed to test this year, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and he, I mean, his hip is still, he couldn't even take a knee on Saturday. So he's still got another three, maybe three weeks to a month before he can actually start rotating his hip a so little bit. So would he have moving. to wait until? Until the, May, until the next one. Until uh, okay. until he gets cleared from the doctor, until I clear him too, because he can't do a front snap kick, roundhouse or side kick or anything like that. Mm. Um, he's still young. He, mm-hmm. he definitely don't want to. Yeah, I mean, we got plenty of work yeah. to do. I mean, I've had Ashton since he was five. Mm. So, I mean, he's he's in the same boat as, as Brooke and Alex. But um, going back to the test, I think if you're going to do, if you want to see um, other schools, because everybody, we have a school, we have schools in Yukon, Bigsby, Broken Arrow, you know, Stillwater, everywhere. If you want to see the underbelts from other schools, do that test Friday, Friday evening or whenever it, probably Friday evening, everybody's off of work. Then Saturday, make that a day for the black belts. That way it doesn't take long and you can run them straight through without any breaks because the longer that you have to maintain a certain kind of physical excellence, the the more your mind wears down. And then when your mind wears down, it makes it harder for you to focus. And that's when yeah. you need to, to tap into that, that secondary inner, person. Yeah. yeah, that inner person. Because when you get in a fight, adrenaline rushes, you can't think straight and you go back to that reptilian phase where, all right, what do I do? What do I do? What do you, what do I do? And then you start slowly getting your consciousness back. All right, I need to do this. This needs to happen. All right, this fist needs to be tight. I need to hit with these first two knuckles, blah, blah, blah. And then you start more elaborate planning for that stuff. So I think the test should be divided up, but, uh, Brooke got hit in a ribs, lost air. And then mm-hmm. we fought for another minute and a half. <laughs> and then Alex got hit on the right side and I caught Alex with a beautiful jab with my right hand and an uppercut with my left. And both these girls have braces. Um, and, I mean, Alex is boom, boom. And then you see the tears in her eyes. I like, keep going. I grab them, move them around, give them a couple knees. So um, They try to headbutt, bite, elbow. I mean, we're going at it. And I told them they could do I mean, I don't care if they spit on me. If you're fighting for real, I will accept that because that's what I'm training you for. Because if I'm a man that's trying to rape you, I want to know that you have enough heart that if you went through a track meet, through sports, or if you're injured, you will have the heart to keep going. Yeah. So on that, let's take a pause for the call. The calls is here already? Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Okay. That way we can watch that video. Hey everybody, this is Elijah Bailey with the Elijah Bailey Show. Now I know what you're thinking, who is this guy and what is this show about? I'm a martial arts champion, 12-time Oklahoma State champion. I've been around the world, well actually around the U.S. whooping ass. I'm also a fitness expert. I'm the owner and the founder of Bailey Lifestyle Fitness. Also a podcaster, a streamer on Twitch, video game expert, and I also am a manga and anime, how would you say this, god. Now, if you guys want to follow me, follow the Elijah Bailey Show on Facebook and also follow Bailey Lifestyle Fitness on Facebook. You can find everything you need to know about both of my businesses right there. Also, follow me on Twitter at eBaileyFitness and Instagram at eBaileyFitness. Make sure to tune into the show. It's provided to you by Black and Studios in Oklahoma.
So we're back, everybody, <laughs> from break. I had a little Venture Brother uh, outburst there. Yeah, but yeah, nothing wrong with that. You, had, uh, you said you wanted to uh, ask me a yeah, question. Okay, yeah, so we was talking about the Black Belt uh, inauguration yes. fight program. Yes. So before I ask my question, let me get to this part. So at that one part, so after you had their one-on-one battles with them and everything like that, how did you feel afterwards? I felt good enough to come back in their multiples. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, I came back on the three on ones, and then you just see Alex. She's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> because if there's one thing that everybody, I mean, you, it's evident at, at boot camp. There's one thing everybody knows. I love to fight. Uh-huh. That's my deal. And then to be able to, it's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, it has. Been. I was itching. I was excited for Brooke and Alex, but this is the first time that we've had like eight or nine candidates. So, so I got, I, you got you. Out, you got a little bit out your system then. Yeah, because okay. I wanted to put hands on everybody, not like. Put hands on everybody, no, but he means put no. hands. He means but to to put to, hands to like <laughs> the way that I feel. If if a black belt is pushing you at your black belt test, they're trying to almost hand off the baton because that next generation, that first degree that's getting ready to if they pass, which it should still be if you pass, if you fail test, even at black belt, they should be willing to accept that baton. There was. Brooke and Alex almost got the best student award when we went up for our deliberation in the black belt room, but they can't get it because they're testing for black belt. The other one that I would have given so the best student. Oh, because they're no longer students anymore. Yeah. Okay. Would be sense. another black belt candidate named Corey. He went out there. He had uh, messed up his back in his training. Mm. And he's been, he lives in Texas, and he's been trained in Texas, then coming up here to get his training because he wants to be a, a wild bunch black belt. That's how important this means to him. But he's got severe asthma, and he's been wearing an oxygen mask and altitude wow. mask. He went out there and gave every fucking thing, and right before I fought him, his lungs were done. But, I mean, you would have thought that there was nothing wrong with him at all. All the katas I did, he never stopped once. He caught his breath in between and kept going in the fight. And he, I mean, the one that got knocked the air out of him, uh, Rodney Thompson kicked him right in the ribs with a front snap kick, and that was the last one that he couldn't go anymore. But, I mean, he gave everything. And I was like, all these people – bitch and complain or they're not given enough effort and you have Brooke has asthma this guy has severe asthma and he can't be taken down to the ground or anything because of his back if he does he won't be able to get up but you know what he'll do his instructor Lori told me he will continue to fight because that's how important this is to him so Mm. I commend him because he showed wild bunch spirit that you know gave me hope that there are people that still value what a black belt is it's no longer just a trophy or an achievement to where you can tell your friends he actually put in the time and put in the effort and you know he's an older guy but i see that same that's the oh, same how thing how old is he if you don't mind me asking 30s maybe his 30s okay. maybe cuz i mean i'm 28 so he, he's 29 or 30 and he looks good for his age uh, however old he is but besides that i put that same mentality in Brooke and alex this whatever belt you have i don't care if it's white belt should mean the world to you. And every time you test, you should be a, a little bit more thankful and have a little bit more gratitude that you're still able to to learn and to give back and to show what you've been learning and show you've actually been absorbing this rich culture and history. Mm, I see. I see. So, okay. So, after the – so, th- tell me about the Royal Rumble. That's what I'm just going to call it. All right. So, Royal <laughs> so, so how, uh, how long does it normally last? Uh, a couple, maybe a minute, two minutes, maybe. Okay. If that. And you're okay. just going, I mean. So, or is it just when all the brown belts are on the ground? No, no I mean, there was a couple <laughs> that went to the ground, but I mean, most of them stayed up and fought everybody. I mean, you you might. I think you, in my mind, I'm picturing you're a, a mixture king between. King in the ring or I'm something. Think, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, uh, 
King of the Ring mixed with Warriors. Dude. You know the, the yeah. movie Warriors? Don't. Don't ask me if I know a movie. Sorry, Hell I, yeah, apologize. I, know a movie. I apologize. Oh my god! Just think of warriors. Yeah. Like they're meeting, of... they're fighting. Yeah, and you run, and you might be hitting one person. The next thing you know, you have two people behind you hitting you. And then and I think fighting. of like a mosh pit. Yeah, kind of like yeah, like that. We kind of spread it out, but most of the time they keep it close together. So that was that was uh, the way that that went. And after that, they broke boards. And I mean, Brooke and Alex were were crying by then. I mean, because they had given everything. And then they were nervous that they couldn't break boards. I said, go over there and kick that wall. I said, don't put your shoes on. Kick it with your foot. That Those boards are going to be softer than, than uh, this wall over here, this concrete wall. And then I had them palm me in the chest. I was like, that'll break. And uh, How they do? Great. Uh, Brooks, palm break. One, uh, I mean, it was both our faults. One, I shouldn't have listened to anybody else. They're like, turn the board this way. Turn, And I just held the board the same exact way for Alex. I don't. Alex was fine breaking her board, and the reason I held it that way is because you're not supposed to hold boards um, vertically, one hand on top, one hand on bottom in the middle, because if they hit to the side, then they won't break. That's what I wanted to show them. You have a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old that can pinpoint their palm and break through that board. Brooke does an inverted uh, yaksu or knife hand, so it, it's the blade of her hand, and if she hits a little bit to the right, the board will go to the to the left. If she hits a little bit to the left, it'll go the opposite direction. Oh, she I did that. Yeah, and then we I changed my hands, and I should have just kept it there. But on the kicks, they went straight through on the kicks. Two boards, step behind side kick, like cutting like through butter. paper. Yeah, like butter. Easy, easy. And so, then after that, so they wore their black belts. Uh, yeah, we went up to deliberate, then came down and gave them their belts. And little uh, little do, does anybody know, they'll, they'll know now, Brooke and them had a over five-hour pre-test. Um then they had this test, and then I still I'm gonna test them on the stuff that they didn't test over uh, at testing, and then their test with me will be done. I know that they will know everything they should know for black belt. Is I, that when you present them the black belt, or do they you? already got their black belt? But I have something something else for them. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Um, okay, so question, and I'm asking this question solely because I've I've seen videos and stuff like that. Yeah, so. I remember you showed me, uh, I think his name was Austin, uh, uh, a video of him um, doing his, uh, was it his black belt? Yeah, it was. Okay. Did he do that Royal Rumble thingy? Nope. They they didn't have it that day? So it's, it's not uh, like a hardcore tradition. Uh, it, it went away, but I don't think that anybody thought they deserved it. It's kind of, that's how I feel because he and the other ones that were up there testing um, didn't really seemed like they wanted to test. There's one kid that ran the whole time. Um, you know, you saw Austin ducking his head and stuff and mm-hmm. running away. He's supposed to be an MMA fighter and all this other tough guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, BJ ran away. And I, I don't think anybody felt that. I mean, that's a a, a honorable tradition. Yeah. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have lined up. The only, the only reason I lined up to fight Austin four times is because he was talking shit. So I whooped his ass every time. I whooped his ass so bad that I coached him back into fighting me <laughs> and whooped his ass again. So let me ask but you it was, it was, it, it's not something. F- I don't feel like it's something that that's for everybody. You have to earn it. And okay, I think, then 
then mm-hmm. not to you know dab into the traditions. And no, go ahead. Like go ahead. I'm just a person on the outside. I always traditions would, yeah, are when, supposed to. When, when I was when I was growing up, I always mm-hmm. you know looked up to martial artists mm-hmm. and everything like that. I always looked at the, uh, yeah. Yeah, the black belt. And all, yeah, yeah, we all did. <laughs> yeah, and everything like that. And then um, think when even when I started training with you uh, doing boot camp, you know the, the the thought has crossed my mind passionately. Um, not just because I won't you know, to become a black belt or anything like that. But just because, you know, that's, you know, I play a lot of video games, you know, even though people may like, Oh, he just plays video games. You know, when you play these games and you're, you know, playing Ryu or Akuma all the time, you're watching so much anime, you borderline want to tap into that lifestyle. And then since I know I'm not, I'm not just a bum, you know, I am what somewhat athletic and everything like that. You know, I, that is something I've always, and I, I, actually kind of enjoy fighting now that yeah. is something that i've always actually wanted to do but you you know my issue and yeah. you know hopefully one day i mean I'll your issue is i know i know, I know a lot of people issue. may not seem like it may be a big thing or he may be just weird or he should get over it but god it's, i know it's, i know it's man. a big i mean and, and it's one of those deals that <laughs> it's like an itch in your brain <laughs> yeah but i mean i mean <laughs> i i think you should because the the boot camp i've seen more heart and more tenacity than I have from some of the candidates over the last couple of years. And I mean, not saying that to be, to be mean, but it's true. Some people I'm like, I don't, I, they can't protect themselves. And, and for me, and I've said this before, big, big component. I mean, this podcast might just be about Brooke and Alex, but a big component of martial arts is as an instructor, I have to know in my core that you can protect yourself mm-hmm. because if you die yeah, fighting, you, you can look back and be like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And, and it's hard enough. Like on episode four, I paid tribute to Jordan Nord- mm-hmm. Norris. She did not die because she could not protect herself. And that still affected me in a very big way. Mm-hmm. So a student that you invest your time in and that's younger, even, or even if they're in the same, like Deshaun, I need to know that he can protect himself. And then, at any point in time, if they call me, I will be there. I'll answer. I will be there. That is my job as an instructor, as a mentor. So when I see people that can't defend themselves, it, it really, really annoys me mm. because I know what I put into them and I know their instructors love them, but I think some of them might be coddled too much, mm. you know, and I don't coddle at all. There's, <laughs> there's no, you know, the, the world is not all cupcakes and crumpets and tea and i've been injured (laughs) get your ass up (laughs) i mean because you can complain you can say everything you want but if you take one punch and you quit and uh, like for females quitting that's saying go ahead and rape me yeah go ahead and i'm laying down on the floor for you and then guys i mean guys rape me (laughs) yeah same thing or kill me because yeah. guys try to stomp each other's head in because that testosterone Take my family goes. away from me. Yeah, and I can't, I cannot accept that. If you're training with me, there's a stamp of approval because my expectations of you are the same expectations I have of myself. Not saying that you have to train exactly like me, mm-hmm. but I need effort because the one thing everybody can give, and I've had autistic students, uh, physically handicapped students, everybody can give 120% of their utmost effort. It doesn't have to look pretty, but when you punch somebody – that needs to hurt when you kick somebody that needs to be able to defend yourself. Yeah. So there are no shortcuts to getting a black black belt to me is not a formality. Black belt to me is a way of life that you started and you're coming to test. If, if I allow you to test, 
you should pass. If you've done everything, if you come to class, because that's the only way I'm going to test you, you come to class, you put in the work, you're ready. That's when I'll let you test. If you're not, no, you're not testing right now. You'll wait six months. And I can explain to you why you'll wait six months to the next test. And if you like it, I mean, I don't care if you like it or not, but that's when you get people quit. Or have you ever had students tell you, like, ah, I'm just not ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Samantha Foley, uh, right before her second degree test, I was that day I was getting ready to tell her, no, you're not going to test. You need to wait six months. And she came and she showed maturity and said, uh, I need to talk to you, Mr. Bailey. She said, I don't think I'm ready. I need to wait. Um, you know, I don't know if you're going to if it's the next test is going to be six months or a year, but however long I need to wait. And, and I want to schedule more privates to get this stuff done. And that was like her. Re, her that touch your heart, didn't it? I mean, I was like, I just said, God was damn like, it. Damn, that was, gosh, shit, yeah. I wish, I wish Brie would have did that. Uh, cause she had no business testing. She actually she tested. Yeah. This past Saturday. Yeah. Really? Exactly. So yeah. of course she made it because from, yeah. from, from you know, this, is, <laughs> this is me from the outside looking in as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, do y'all fail? I do. But at test, everybody passed. And so that, it's almost more like, you know, everybody get a trophy. Yeah, that's how it seems, isn't it? Yeah. But life doesn't work that way. No, it because does Because fair is not an actual word that is used in the business field. If you don't feel like going to work or you feel like half-assing, uh, they might send your ass home or fire you. That's not fair. Well, you won't think it's fair, but it is fair. That uh, Nobody's going to let you jeopardize their income or their money or their job. So with testing, it should be the same thing. If you do what you're supposed to, you earn the right to test. If you don't, you earn the right not to test and you'll wait until the next test. When you get to test, if like, let's say you're on the borderline, say you have most of your stuff, we've been working, it'll come down to test. If you pass or fail, you earn the right to pass or fail. And I think failure um, for everybody that's ever done anything great has failed. And failed multiple times. So oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't see why failure is seen as something so negative uh, in Western society and more so in martial arts where martial arts is a lifestyle and it's all about enlightenment. How do you enlighten yourself if you never do any wrong, if you never fail? You can't. And just because you want to help somebody or you want to make somebody feel good doesn't mean that's the right decision because there's going to be somebody out there that doesn't want to make them feel good mm-hmm. and wants to hurt them. And if they, again, if they can't handle that, that's where you get people taking their lives. Or I mean... Brie got her ass whooped in a fight, and she'd been there three years. I wish somebody. So Brie, was, was she a blue belt now? Yeah. <laughs> don't 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 make that face. Yeah. I mean, I. I you, what's up, Brie? <laughs> yeah, you guys have seen her though, and my deal is if you want to be a navy officer, if you want to be a blue belt, that James I know, I see it. I see the smile. <laughs> And uh, nothing against, like I said, nothing, nothing personal against no, Bree. It's just, like I said, Bree seems like she's cool people. Uh, I I have had the pleasure of you know boxing with her. No, and um, yeah, we're coming from a real place right now. Yeah, <laughs> a real place. I've had the pleasure of boxing with her and working out with her. Yeah, and recently, because you've been such a um, oh God, I don't even know the word to put it. Uh, I've invested one twenty. Uh, you've you you were like the the the, the pimp who looked up and he realized he he's been now getting played. He's, he's been getting played on his money for oh, the past six months. Now done told your ass. <laughs> she's been lying about how many dudes she's slopping up yeah. with. I mean, I'm just saying, like that's that's how it's been that's <laughs> how. lately. Yeah, uh, which is good because you know that's how that's how you break a wild horse uh, yeah. and everything like that. So. uh 
in, in, in my head as a, you know, a potential, yeah, I, an outsider. Yeah, and somebody, like you said, potentially, potentially wanting want to, to even train, you know, I will look at that and be like, Attorney. so as long as I, two things. Mm-hmm. One, as long as I just survive a I know test what you're gonna say. and that's yeah. it, I automatically get promoted up. Mm-hmm. And then second, I wonder, like I look at Deshaun. Yeah. And... Granted, what last time I think me and him only boxed like maybe once or twice. Yeah. And the last time we boxed, I was you know of course probably one handed. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> the injury <laughs> yeah. never stopped. I was one handed. But from me even just talking to Deshaun one day, and um, I think we were actually just waiting on. No, I think it was just one random day. Deshaun decided to just to kick it over here. Uh, we were just talking about uh, his martial arts and everything like that, and you could just see that passion that he enjoys, you know, fighting. Yeah. He, he he likes it, you know. He 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 goes in there. He gives it all he got. What whatever. So even though he's a green belt, I look at him and then Barry. Yeah, I look at those two and I'm like, all right, you know, I can see, you know, the skills of y'all just fumigating throughout this whole room. And granted, you know, I never fall white belt, then you know, yellow belt, then you know, so forth, so on. Yeah. But I see them and then I look at you. I'm like, he's he, he's the black belt. And, you know, the couple fights I have with him, I can see the talent is just so suppressed up inside of him. And even yeah. Ashton. Yeah, and even, only 13, and even yeah. Abby. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I, I boxed with Abby a little bit. I mean. Like, I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like um, when in Epo, when they talk about the other person's pressure. Yeah. I can kind of feel. Yeah, spirit, yeah. I, I can feel and y'all's fighting spirit and pressure like that. That's funny. So I look at someone like, you know. Bree that doesn't look, have any. I, I don't. I never. Me personally, I never felt her fighting present. Her, her. That's that's it's interesting. You say that because in when you train somebody up to black belt, you have to tell them about different pre- a business presence means I am knowledgeable about what I'm talking about. I can handle situations and I will address you in a certain manner to where you know that a command presence is when I walk in the room. You I, you haven't been to class, but I just have to put my hand up. Like even at tests, I put my hand up to my lip or I point to something. You know that means sit down or don't do that or be quiet or what. I don't have to say too many things. Mm-hmm. And when I do speak, if I'm yelling, it's good. If I get quiet and I have to whisper, that's when it gets bad. And you have to command that. You have to exude that presence. When you're fighting, you have to let that other person know by looking in your eyes. It's a bad it, It's a bad thing to come forward. And if you come forward once, you will never come forward again. Mm-hmm. And so you have to exude all these different presences as a martial artist and the, the people that work, the people that value the history and the culture, the people that uh, invest themselves 120%, you can feel that at all time. Because I can be laughing and then a drop of a hat, I, I flip that switch. And you know I'm in you know I'm in the shit now. I yeah. probably should. I mean, and that'll make. Um, and I don't know if it's just like her personality or, you know, well, I, I don't know. Because it's not, it's not the fact that she's a small female. No, That's not because it. Abby's like I said, smaller. I, yeah. I, I, I felt it with Abby. Out. And it's before I even knew that she was a um, black belt. Um, I just, I, I kind of felt that aurora. Um, I felt it's exactly like with Brooklyn Alex before I even knew what belt they were. I mean, yeah. this is when I still thought Ashton was like a grown-ass man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I still semi-felt that present. Um, you know, when I first met them and stuff like that, I think first time I remember seeing Brooke and Alex was, uh, I think it was a Saturday. I was up there and either Saturday or Sunday, I was up there and they were being dropped off. Yeah, when they came uh, in. Sunday. Yeah. And they were being, that's back when those good old days. Where I yeah, was when you came on the weekend. <laughs> uh, but you know, I remember seeing them come up there and everything like that. 
And I remember just, you know, they, they were just, you know, lollygagging. You know, they weren't really lollygagging. Even Mackenzie. Mackenzie, yeah. nine-year-old. Yeah, like, I nine know. Nine-year-old. I felt her presence. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember one day, like, she was up there and, you know, I think she was about to, like, you know, change her clothes or whatever. And came here what she was, who was with her. I don't know if it was with her mom or maybe just you. But um, something about it, I was like, that little girl cry with my ass. Huh. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm even the first time I saw a DT. You know, you never mentioned Deshaun. Um, you know, I think you may have shown me the video of him, maybe. I can't remember, but I don't think I showed it to you till after. I think I might have just said something. I think you may have just told me. Because you know? uh And we then were when DT them. came up there, yeah. I didn't you know, I didn't know anything. All he was just some, you know, predator looking motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, DT, <laughs> I said it. <laughs> some predator looking motherfucker with a hoodie on. I'm like, oh look at this tall Negro. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know, I, I, could, I, I kind of felt his presence and whatnot. And, you know, I just never really, you know, felt that with uh, no breed. I mean, it's maybe you, she has like a hit impression. Maybe she's like a, nin, a ninja. And it's just like there's there's not too many times. But uh, this would be one time I say no. I mean, it's one of those deals. You get out of it what you put in. And Bree has she has a lot of people in her life trying to guide her on the right path. But she doesn't want to take that path. She wants to act like she's an adult. But she hasn't been putting real adult shit. And then when she gets put in that shit, I had to revert back to a kid because mm. she makes so many excuses. And the last time I talked to her, which I mean, we're done now. No mm. more training with me. I'm not wasting my time anymore. Uh, John Alexander, any of my military buddies or their military buddies aren't wasting their time on somebody that's not serious about this stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, where are you? Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Bailey. My car's in the shop. I in text. Uh, or I'd, I'd be up there. I said, that's bullshit. You got a phone. Yeah. You kids want to text everybody and call everybody when it's convenient to you. But then when it's some serious shit and I told you, and that's I told you before, text me and let me know. Otherwise, you have to, you know, the repercussions, you're nine minutes late, 900 jumping jacks, three minutes late, three minutes of squats with 185 on there, uh, four minutes late, four minute bench press with 95 on there, whatever, whatever, however late you want to be, I can think of a drill for you because when you get into the Navy Academy, if you, if she does, I mean, a lot of stuff is slipping right now, but she wants to go to Annapolis or West Point. They don't accept average. They don't accept good. You have to be excellent and you're fighting against people every day to get that spot. If you don't make it to boot camp one time, you show up with an excuse, they send your ass right home. Yeah. Because excuses don't exist when other people's lives are on the line. And that's the, that's the one I'm trying to teach her. But she wants to make an excuse and answer for everything. And I'm just like, all right, you have till 430 today to write me one sentence of your black belt essay. And her black belt is long, long time from here. But I want to see what your thought process is now. Not a whole paragraph, just a sentence. Didn't even give me a sentence. Couldn't, didn't even text it. Didn't email nothing. You can't even write a sentence. Don't fuck with me. Mm. Mackenzie's written her black belt essay. Brooke and Alex wrote their black belt Is essay. Mackenzie, she's a brown belt, right? Yeah, she's got to wait till she's 12. So she's got two years, a little bit longer. Okay. So that this is her her waiting period where she's just going to train. Train, yeah. Train. Yeah, and um, to have that presence is something that has to be kind of scooped and, and carved out of you because everybody has their personal belief. I mean, I remember having to get on the brook and I love Brooke and Alex, but the, the idea of having to kill somebody is something they struggle with because they're kids. And I said, if your mom and dad, if there's somebody broke in the house, your dad or your mom would not hesitate to kill that other person to protect your life. And I mean, that's 
a maturity deal. That's something that you'll learn because not everybody can be talked down. I not everybody. Like a, like a little, like a little a, feeling. Oh yeah, it's like it's just, it's just feel like my teeth have started chittering. Yeah. Like almost, ex- almost like an excitement. Like yeah. I've always knew, I mean, like if I were to cross that boundary, mm-hmm. I think me and Josh actually talked about that. Like when we were like little, like probably about yeah. fourteen or thirteen. That we talked about, if we were ever to cross over to that threshold, mm-hmm. uh, would we ever be able to come back to, uh, you know, becoming a normal person? I know I wouldn't. I, I think I would become bloodlust and um, Man, it, stuff it, like that. It, it it dies down after you get into a fight. But I mean, I try to distance myself from fights because if it gets real bad and I can't keep my composure, I'm not saying. I mean, because we talked about One Punch Man being the anime of the week last week, mm-hmm. and they have that super. Super Sonic Ninja or Super Ninja, uh, what's his name? It's like Super Sonic Ninja Sonic or whatever the hell his name is. He can't hide his smile because he wants to try out all his moves. I'm not saying that I smile, but when my, I mean, it's like uh, some C.T. Fletcher shit when my blood gets going. Like, come on, you bring everybody out right now. Because yeah. he talked about that. He said, <laughs> yeah, he's like that one time that uh, I wanted to go to jail because he, talk, he talked about his life. I wanted to go to jail and there were 17 cops. I was like, come on, motherfucker. I'm going to fight everybody. I'm going to go down swinging if I'm going to go to jail. And if I get that amped up over something or something that's that important, you know, that adrenaline just bursts yeah. through. But, I mean, you you have to – that's why I try to train all the time and put my body under stress and so I can control that adrenaline, not yeah. because I'll get out of hand. I, I mean, it could happen, but – you want to make sure you're in control because I've stopped people's hearts with punches when I was in control, lackadaisical, just moving around and fighting. So if I'm amped up and I don't have control and it doesn't warrant me killing somebody, I take somebody's life uh, carelessly. Yeah. And and as much as martial arts is about breaking down the body and defending yourself in its core and its essence about survival, you have to cherish life. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I stress to my students. That's why they all have that presence because they know how much they're worth. They know how much the people that are in their lives are worth, so they can't slack off. They don't. There's no luxury to slack off. We don't have that luxury to to uh, pander to uh, to society's mediocrity. Yeah. So you think I have potential to have a presence? Oh yeah. I mean, but you, DeCoven, uh, you know, Brandon kind of slipped off. But I think, <laughs> I mean, the way that you guys live. Since Josh failed, I, I wonder if I can. I wonder if I can convince Brandon and DeCoven. I think I can convince DeCoven to become mm-hmm. a student. I think Brandon. You think Brandon would? Yeah, yeah. Brandon would probably follow along. Because, I mean, you guys, The I mean, even Mama Bev. Josh would probably come back then. Yeah. Mama Bev, she just has to get in there fighting. And she's put, the way that you guys lived, it's like you don't have, it, there's no tomorrow for you guys. You have to hit this goal. You have to hit this workout. Yeah. You have to get it. And that's, that's the kind of passion and desire you have to have. It's not, I'm going to go around and kill everybody. Yes, I can fuck somebody up very bad. I can fuck many people up very bad, and I won't lose a wink of sleep. I will tell you, you put your arm on me, that some bitch is coming home with me. I might feed that shit to Nyla. But I have enough control and restraint and, and gratitude for what I do to cherish um, everybody's life. If mm-hmm. I cherish my own, I cherish this other person's. Does this warrant me killing them? Because if I beat somebody real bad that doesn't need it, it's you get an empty feeling. And then how do you fill that void? You can't. You just have to reflect on that and, and change that into something else. Change that into something positive. I need to teach people not to do this. I need to make sure I don't do this again because it's not it's not what I want. And mm-hmm. I'm not somebody that I chase. I mean, I'll say it right now. Anybody want to fight, you can go to my Facebook page. You can send <laughs> me a deal. And, I mean, we can fight around. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, I, I've done what I want to do. 
I like fighting. I like learning. I like training. I'm not afraid to get an ass whooping. I'm not afraid to lose because if I lose, if I get beat or you do something I've never seen before, I will learn. That won't happen a second time. If it happens a second time, then that's it. There's no, there's no doubt that that won't happen again. I have to be better than the time I was before. So, you know, that kind of, that kind of mentality is what you need for, for martial arts. And, um, I think Bree, I mean, and we, we, when you guys saw that video, we said that I told you about Austin before Austin figures anything out, he's going to be well past his prime. He's going to be in his forties and then it's going to hit him like, damn, I should have actually been doing some shit besides taking Instagram photos and modeling and acting like I'm working and talking like I'm a vegetarian, but I'm eating bacon and cheese and shit. I mean, he's going to reflect and say, man, I wasted a lot of time because your body only has a limited number of heartbeats left in it. Yeah. And I push, I push this, this motherfucker in my chest at 190 every single day, no matter what I do. Shit, I'm, I didn't get to go to the gym. I painted my ass off. I was getting cramps in my arms and shit. Like, well, I saw those pictures of you painting your, your room. I was like, hell yeah, I'm getting this shit done. Damn, that boy almost knocked out the whole goddamn room in one swoop. I want to have this stuff done. I mean, whatever I'm doing, I'm giving. I know you guys are probably ready just to fucking chill, dude. I mean, uh, painting's kind of kind of relaxing. Oh, really? Yeah. You get some music in the background and um... podcasts. Oh, I, yeah. I caught up on the Steve Austin show. So if you guys don't listen to the Steve Austin show, listen to it. Uncensored and the family. I probably listen. To I got version. a tree to cut up, and those trees out in the front. Deandra and Kaden moved those out. Actually, oh, out. nice. Yeah, because like, uh, did you give them a Scooby snack? I wanted to because I was <laughs> actually. Uh, I had been meaning to do it, but I just kept pushing it off. And then this past Saturday, I think uh, the per the the truck people were yeah already came well let's come to a couple houses they didn't come to everybody's Terrible, houses yeah and uh deandre was like oh crap blah, blah. i was like crap i forgot damn yeah, you know let's go ahead shit. and then well, I'm, I'm at work mm-hmm. so you know she took a picture and i'm like holy shit look at you moving this stuff up mm-hmm. in the front but there's a really big one in the backyard i just need to cut up and then i was recut you say send me another picture <laughs> lock yourself in the room give caden some snacks but um, nah. that is <laughs> Kate, quit knocking out. on my door. <laughs> or she could be like one of them moms. Take a picture of mommy. Ooh, yeah, that'd be awkward. It would be. I don't know how they and do bad. it. Or they have the baby sitting on the bathroom floor while they posing. Yeah, shit. I think I had to turn Deandre in. On that. <laughs> 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 this was not in the vows, baby. Kate, go to your room. <laughs> Katie, you have to ever do that again. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that was uh, this weekend as far as martial arts, and I was uh, so proud. And what I do, like I, I um, this is what Mr. Holt has told me several times, and he tells all his students, and I took it because I, I believe in it. Uh, you have everything you need to pass your tests. Uh, I've given you, you know, letters and words. And then now that you're a black belt, doesn't mean the journey ends. It's time for you to start making sentences and, and phrases and start yeah. forging your own path because that's the beginning. And I, I and I already told Brooke, Alex, Ashton, and McKinney and them, those guys are my legacy. They're my inheritors because I know all these katas that nobody else knows, and I'm giving that to them. As a martial artist, you have somebody that inherits your will. And each one of them has a different characteristic. Ashton is like my goofy side. Mm-hmm. He always likes to tell jokes. Uh, Alex is my fun side. Brooke is my serious side. And then Mackenzie is is my learner. She's she's the one that when I was shorter than everybody else, I wanted to keep up. So I didn't let, you know, my mom told me 
one time in soccer, you don't get to quit. You were not quit. She let me quit one time. She said, that was it for the mm. rest of your life. That's mm. the one time you get to quit. Mm. And I was like, you should have told me before. <laughs> but, I mean, Mackenzie is that intuitive side. For her to have that presence at the age that she is and to be able to teach her sister and have mature, maturity behind behind her age is, is something very special. And these guys make me proud daily. But I save the times I tell them I'm proud for, for when it really counts. You know, I, I, I'm i not too touchy-feely, but I let them know that I care and I'm there for them. And I always check up with them, check up with them, their family, see if there's something that I need to do. And, then, you know, they bring me cakes, pies, gifts on my birthday, stuff I don't ask for. But I'm appreciative of it because we've got a rapport, we've got a relationship for all the years that we've invested. So mm-hmm. that was the uh, black belt test. Um, wow. And like, yeah, I know it's, it's a long, long, no, long, no, long no, no, but I mean, that, it's good. good. I think that was a, I think that was a really good uh, topic because I've always, I was always curious over, curious, you know, how the actual testing goes and stuff like that. I, I say no matter how good a shape you're in, you should always be tired because my fourth degree test, I was training at the gym uh, eight hours a day, eight hours a day where I'd have to go home and soak in a bath of Epsom salt, then go to UPS and work overnight. With four hoodies on. So I want to ask you one last question. All right. My end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're at the we're, we're knocking well past hour mark. Um, it's not too bad. It's like all right. We'll hit on some a, other quick topics. I think it's an hour three right now. Hour eight right now. So um, great conversation. Oh, you forgot. When it. you're doing black belts, yeah, progressing to the next degree black belt. Yeah, I run those tests. They're um, like Brooke and Alex. Do saying, they still fight other black belts? Yeah. Okay. Like for at least for the second degree test, I try to add it into the third degree test. Um, and the way that that works after your first degree, you wait two years for second degree after your second degree, three years. Mm-hmm. And after your third degree, four, uh, four years. And the first four tests after your black belts are the only ones that are actual tests. After that, you get promoted on merit, what you're doing with the organization and the community, how you run your school, how you're advancing students and so on and so forth. There's a there's a long criteria for that. Um I make them fight again. I want to see a definite distinction between somebody that shows heart and resilience to somebody that has spent the last two years getting a little bit smarter about fighting. Um, it should be instinctive. Like for, like for my fourth degree tests, um, I had my good friend DB and then, uh, my friend, uh, Adam who passed away, they were both coming to attack me. And I didn't hear, uh, that they said, go through it slowly. I just boom, 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 just attack both of them simultaneously. As soon as they got within my range, like, no, no, go through it slow so we can see what's going on. But that's the deal. I mean, if I'm standing there and I know shit's about to go down, I got to cause pain. I got to injure. I got to get out of that situation because I got a family at home. Or mm-hmm. maybe my wife's with me. If my wife's with me, you can guarantee somebody's going to be close Close to uh, seeing Lucy, seeing, <laughs> seeing all of them. Oh, Lucy. <laughs> but um, you wait for that certain amount of years, and then you test uh, according to the curriculum. And I wrote all the curriculums for for our school as far as the order of the katas, the weapons, uh, what specific things need to be seen and done, and so on and so forth. So um, any other questions about martial arts? And the um, floor is yours. I mean, you've already, you know, told me my number one question. Yeah. You know, do I have to wear a white suit? So <laughs> it's just okay. It's okay. I know. I know. It's just a, it's a tradition. It's an honor. It's, it's, it's yeah. about respect and everything like that. And, you um, know, the the white uniform is a funeral garb. Just like samurais wore, uh, wore white underneath their uniforms because they could die at any moment. So that's what they would be buried in, all white. And that's, that's how you – and that white represents new birth. 
But when you put on that uniform, you're a warrior, so you should expect to die at any time. Like what? I know. That's kind of racist. No, I, I love white people. <laughs> I mean, I, I Chris, what did Chris I, say? I, I love white people. I mean, people think black black and, is he's, just part of my just because of my color and my ethnicity. No. It's not. It's just um, you know, I think out of all colors, black is the most purest color of them all. Yeah. Now, um, you see my game room. Yeah, your I, game lo- I love is black. Murked the fuck out. I know. <laughs> I, I can't I wait to it. walk in there and feel like I got just got lost into a different time uh, zone. It'll be cool mm-hmm. if somehow you can find a way to get like small LEDs, okay, and just like put them in random spots to uh, almost give that galaxy feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just hey, you just know, I'm painting the ceiling black too. Yeah, and we getting a black fan. That's crazy. Black outlets. That's crazy. You gonna walk yeah. in there and stub over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> black. I wonder how the lighting is going to be in there. I was thinking about getting the daylight. Right in the middle, you would have to get a daylight because I think anything else that black would just absorb it so mm. quickly. That's all right with me though. No, I, I think it, I think it's pretty bad. We gonna call it the void. The void. Yeah, the void. <laughs> but uh, uh, so you didn't have any more. Qu- I mean, and, and talking about the painting, dude, we've been painting all week. And as soon as I got done with the tests, I went home and helped Jessica paint. It was. Uh, I mean, it's been it's been like I said, relaxing. It's been fun. Uh, we have some arguments over the accents. Uh, I mean, it's normal husband-wife stuff. You know, punch her in the face. She cry. Throw a towel on her. Clean yourself. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're at an impasse on some of the accents. But, I mean, so what? I mean, I just want – I only have one room in the house, really. And I want that room to look – how you how want I want to look, yeah. But I'm I, I happy wife, happy life. I'm yeah. a compromise. That's all. That's what's about. It's Rub her feet, kiss up her legs, sure. Give her a hug. You thought it was going somewhere else, didn't you? No, no, no. Oh, nice. Mm, I, I actually out of t- the gutter. T- actually, took me back. My mind hasn't been in the gutter so much because I've been so busy. Mm. I haven't had that pleasure anymore. Oh, yeah. No, I need to get back in the gutter. Mm-hmm. I miss the gutter. Hey, that's where the real men live. I miss the gutter. <laughs> but um, no, you're absolutely right because you know, even over here, you know, I don't. You'll probably rarely ever see me watching TV out in the living room. Yeah, R- rarely. Like. It's just because I've been working in here all day and I just mm-hmm. need a break out of this room. <laughs> so you might see me. You might. Yeah. Most of the time, I doubt it. Uh, what, is, what does daddy look like, mother? Yeah, Wait, seriously. Know. Uh, you know, I got the Wii U this weekend, so Kaden was actually playing. Where's the, it at? Uh, it's right behind you. Oh, on that blacked out shelf. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yes, yes, You're yes. joining us. Yes, finally. finally. You get Yoshi Woolly World, man, I'm telling you. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it's challenging too, especially really if you have a partner. Xeno or that Xeno. Yeah, I know. I need to. I need to as but well. But I'm nervous. I'm just. I just know well, I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> See, I'm. I'm giving some more games a try because I got Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Of course you do. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> you gotta talk to me like that on my goddamn <laughs> show. But um, yeah, it was. It was a lot better than what I thought. Like the the mechanics, and I mean, still some of the same stuff. You have to. Uh, still um, infiltrate without being seen. Kind of, it reminds me. The reason I like it so much is it reminds me of Tom Clancy, Splinter Cell. Oh, really? Yeah. And and Tom, uh, I mean Sam Fisher couldn't change gear unless they change it for him. Like you be out in the snow, you have all white gear. Uh, you go into a building, you be wearing black. Uh, Assassin's Creed, you can change your clothes. You can change. You can outfit like brass knuckles, a cane sword. Um, 
change your belt, uh, increase, you know, the volume of your pat, your pouches for bullets and knives and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I like the game. Um, and that's why I've been playing lately. I try to stream, but for some reason my internet's not going that well. Uh, so it had a little bit of lag, but I did get up to 10, 10 uh, viewers at one point. Nice. I know. Nice. I know. And I was only on for 30 minutes. So Wow. The good old streaming days. I know. Cause I, I really feel like that. The, the st- you guys have not heard me call out my Twitch name since episode two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have not done anything because we've been moving. So I'm going to try to get back into it. But, um, dude, uh, son of a bitch of the week. Next segment, the son of a son of a bitch of the week. Who do you think it is? Uh, 33rd and Broadway traffic. You read my mind. Because is when he told me he was over there, I was like, "Oh, yeah. you should exit on Kelly." Yeah, I know. Every time, and I, I do you not I, exit on Kelly? No, I never do. I never do. I have faith. I have faith. Do I'm not like, have faith. Right I know now. I should. That that that's a plus. Edmund Edmund Construction. I love that you're trying to to revamp and refit the and once place. Once you're done, you really can't tell exactly. <laughs> but traffic is a son of a. Bitch. Yeah. See, I had to, I had to put a pause in there. Yeah. You need to exit on that Kelly loop. Yeah, I need to. It yeah. is just so bad, and I Don't hate it because do that to yourself. Again. I'm because <laughs> I'm having to go back and forth, and the reason I do because I'm going back and forth to Home Depot, and I come over here, and mm. back to the house, and over here, and it's just a straight shot, and or coming over here, I go straight down and then make a uh, left on uh, 15. Yeah. Make and another left back down yeah, I know. Kelly. That, I will. I will because it's On the way me. down there, it's not as bad. But when no, you're trying to. Coming in. Coming into Edmund. It's horrible. And I hate it because uh, you don't see it until the last moment. You're, yeah, like, you're like, damn it. Fuck. And I can't even turn around. Well, nope. I guess I could. No, you're pretty. It's hardcore stuck. Uh, you can't turn right. Shut up a bitch. Yeah. That's, when you told me you was at 33rd and Broadway, I was like, oh. Psh. Yeah, you already knew. Shit. <sighs> yeah. Man. All right, let's take a quick break. For the Just calls? To, yeah, pause for the calls and come back with all of our other of the weeks. This is Elijah Bailey with the Elijah Bailey Show and the Black Box. If you're looking for a podcast studio or a facility that will meet your every need and will give you quality podcasting, Black and Studios is where you want to be. Oklahoma City's premier podcasting facility we have such shows as the one mic one voice uh, roxy by design the gamer stand like i said before the elijah bailey show and the black box if you have a desire for podcasting and you need a facility that will accommodate you black and studios is where you need to be contact black and studios at black or follow them on facebook at black and studios This is Casey Kasem with your top nine. <laughs> See, that sounded pretty who's, good. Who's Casey Kasem? Casey Kasem, he uh, he is a disc jockey, and you used, used to see him on like Nick at Night, and he'd do it every Halloween. And now uh, Herman Monster's in trouble. He had he had that little that voice, and then he did uh, Shaggy for Scooby Doo okay, on I, the new Scooby Doo. Do know Shaggy? Casey, yeah, um, just look him up. He's uh, he's dead now. I figure. Yeah. I was about to say I figured because unfortunately most uh, Nick at Nights yeah anything uh, I love Nick Nick at Night I used to sleep to Nick at Night 
Yeah, I mean, because you have Bewitch, I Dream of Genie, get some Lucy, mm, Lucy, uh, Dick Van Dyke. Oh yeah, and what uh, was that creepy one? Which uh, one? When the guy walks across the window. You mean uh, Hitchcock? Yeah, Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, what else did you have? You had um, I like Mr. Ed, a talking horse. Oh uh, yeah, Wilbur. 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 What else? Uh, Beverly Hillbillies. I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming on. I mean, dude, kids don't know about the black and white. Mm. Black and white is where it's at. And then uh, channel down in Darko, Channel 17 was uh, T TNT, I think, or USA. And they had like, uh, I remember you stay up late and then they have those cult films. And they have like uh, when Drew Carey was in Once Bitten. That's old, old. He gets bit. He gets seduced by this female vampire and gets bit on the inside of his thigh, and then he ends up turned into a vampire. I saw that in Weird Science and a whole bunch of old movies. I mean, I love, I, I love my childhood. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, I, I wouldn't trade childhood. it for this shit. I, I wouldn't. Fuck. I can't bro. do it because ever it seems with all the stuff going on every week, you have one of your friends dying or getting beat up and put on YouTube and dub smash and all that other shit i can't be doing that i did see your video on instagram and it made me download that music uh that music app that was sick when you was doing a p diddy oh uh, yeah, yeah that was yeah, that was yeah, sick yeah, that was nice yeah. that was nice thank you and you dabbling in, into you. the arts of yeah that was actually uh that was actually challenge's whole idea see i was i was so happy to see that there was another post on instagram <laughs> from you and i watched the video i was like holy crap I know. what is this i know and Did i was post like something and i checked it out i was like dude that was that's sick <laughs> yeah it was I, actually her idea i like that song have you heard that song though mm -hmm. that working yeah. song yeah, yeah like this, about, this, this yeah, i need to make some an anthem yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so this is the last part of uh, of the show. Uh, we pretty much used up the whole time talking about how proud I was of Brooke and Alex and Antron Richards' martial arts questions. So I gave you uh, the son of a bitch of the week. Mm -hmm. um, I also wanted to throw – I guess I can throw this in at the end, but we'll go to uh, my anime of the week and then my, my manga of the week. Now, you'll hear me say anime and manga because that's how it's pronounced – uh, overseas, I say, I say anime. Yeah, but I'm gonna start saying it the American. I say anime. Version. Why did anime. Say, did you hear yourself? And you was like, well, I kept flipping back and forth. Yeah, you did. So but I just to be, felt like you were just being Elijah. So yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. That's how I normally am. I see you guys are getting a look into the real me, but to keep continuity straight, anime and man and manga. That's how we're gonna go now. For the anime of the week, uh, what did I find? I found. Um, well, I didn't find it, but this one we watched after one Sunday, Food Wars, and mm, it, I remember and, that, yeah. and it's nicknamed the Food Porn Show. Mm -hmm. um, it's a good show. Uh, the The meals and some of the food that they cook, they pick they they pick a specific meal that the main character Soma cooks, and then they at the end of the show they tell you how to actually make it. And it, I mean, it, you're like a cooking show, a cooking anime. Uh, they have they have battles. It's 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 called Food Wars, uh, Shokeki. Uh, no Soma. Yeah. And it, basically, you are, it's like every other, like, anime where Bleach, you, you kind of figure out that Ichiko's dad is, is a shit. Yeah. Loke. <laughs> yeah. And you find out this about, other, like, Yusuke and Yu Yu Hakusho, his dad Loke. has to be the shit, and he's not around. And so, uh, Soma's dad. I guess Baki's dad was, because even Goku's dad was never around. Mm hmm. But Barato's dad was well, never around. Yeah. I know, and they, I, I mean, mean because of death, but still they weren't yeah. around, and they were all. I guess the shit. The shit. I guess Baki yeah. was the only. His dad technically wasn't around, but he was 
yeah, around his, in the episode. His a lot dad, more than everybody else's dad. Yeah, his dad trained him when he was younger, then left him in his mom's hands to to raise mm-hmm. him up so he could whoop his ass. Got more so. story in this. Mm-hmm. Daddy's ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, I know they're, they're strongest shit, but yeah, they ain't shit. shit. They yeah, shit. but um, and it's always funny because even Blue Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they, cause they always say, I fell in love with your mother, like, but I had to leave because I'm a demon or something. Like, come on, I, man. I like it. I fell in love with your mama's booty. That's right. But I had to dip out because See, the booty kept calling. As soon as I was done, that that stomach got real big, and I was like, Nah, this ain't for me. Mm-hmm. But um, Soma's dad, uh, they. The show kind of starts off with them cooking, and you hear you hear the noise, and you see a frying pan, and it's moving, mm. and so on and so forth, and you hear all these customers. Where they're cooking the same dish, and they have one of Soma's friends eat it. And what happens is, whenever they eat something good, you know, it goes into this like little cut scene, and the clothes fly off, and they're naked, and and stuff they like, like that. Like an orgasm, basically. Yeah, because the food's so good, they're they're, they're popping the nuts off. Mm-hmm. And so, if food is bad, then it shows like tentacles or some caressing yeah. the the nether regions <laughs> and stuff. And I mean, you think like, man, this is stupid, but it's pretty funny because the first episode, they try to buy out the whole. Uh, block so they can they can rebuild over it mm-hmm. and someone's like well good uh, his dad is going somewhere and he tells them like a real chef uh, always cooks for his customers whatever they need well they kind of sabotage him they say well i want a meat dish and there's no meat there but he just came back from the store with like eggs bacon and potatoes and he makes this meat dish with bacon and potatoes yeah. and they all Freak pop out. yeah they yeah. pop out of their clothes and stuff and they have to leave because he defeated them and the whole show is like right after that, his dad's like, eh, "I'm gonna be gone for a little while." <laughs> Again, he leaves. I'm gonna be gone for a little while. Evo's I... dad wasn't around either. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. Well, his dad died. Yeah, I mean, it's so, either through death or they just yeah. leave. But yeah, they leave because they're too strong there. or something. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I signed you up to the school, and it's like a food, the best food academy in the world." And he has to go and fight up the ranks, and then you kind of find out over time different stuff about him, different stuff about his dad and the class, and you have like this uh, council of. 13 i want to say i, I can't remember. remember yeah i can't remember but i think i only got to like episode three or dude, four. It, it's 20 it's 24 episodes um for season one and there's a big announcement coming out december 14th or december 17th i posted on on the page um but hopefully that's announcing a second season and it's really really well done show because the food topics are different the different strategies they have to use they have they incorporate stuff that we don't do here i mean like summer break kids go back home and then they come back to the school i guess that, that'd be like normal uh college or in canada they say university mm-hmm. i guess everywhere else says university yeah except for the u.s but i mean it's a really well done show uh the drawing the artwork is really well it has a whole bunch of um uh character tropes in there like the girl that is in charge or she's got the best uh tongue for meat i guess or she's the best at cooking meat she's from texas got big tits <laughs> and, <laughs> and a small bikini or small tops but i mean all soma cares about is cooking that's his passion and mm-hmm. he wants to beat his dad one day because they have these cooks uh these cookouts and then you kind of see how him and his dad are similar through the way that they uh, make mistakes and they learn from their mistakes where everybody else is kind of persnickety and uppity about s- some of the stuff they cook and like you can't be here you're from a I mean the very first deal like you're from a restaurant get away from me you don't belong here and blah 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 and all he wants to do is cook and then take over the shop for his dad doesn't want to be in all these five star restaurants or be a teacher or anything he just wants to take over the family business because he admires his dad so uh, I would take a look at that it's Food Wars again show uh, Shokugeki 
No Soma, 24 episodes. You can find that on Hulu. You can find it on Crunchyroll. Um, you can even find the episodes, full episodes with sub um, on YouTube. Uh, the, the manga of the week is Sun Ken Rock. It's currently mm-hmm. at 52 chapters. This is a Japan, uh, actually not even Japanese, Korean you have you have uh, Japan and Korea, and it's about politics, corruption in the government, and it's about the mafia. Uh, this this guy uh, Ken falls in love with this girl. She moves to Korea to be a police officer, so he moves too because he's never felt this way about a girl before. He kind of gets entangled with this guy, um, and then they start forming a group. And then there's one montage where they go to the mountains and they train like Goku and them would. They're training under extreme conditions. They hone their bodies. And by strengthening their bodies, they strengthen their bond together. And then they strengthen the unit. And he's the leader because he always fights. He's the fighter of the group. That's why people follow him because he's earnest. He tries to take care of people. He doesn't care about the money. He gives people in his group other titles of leader and everything else. He just fights. He's the one that protects them. So it's a good story. And it's a, it's a comedy, uh, romance, and action uh, they got samurais. They got guns. I remember you were telling me about that one too. Yeah, uh, you, it's, it's, it's on my favorite list. I yeah. just haven't got to, um, haven't got to click on that one. Man, you really, you really need to. It's really good. Um, the last, last two things. Um, Star Wars. We finally got our Star Wars tickets to Warren. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, we were late just because of the house, but we got tickets to see it on uh, December 29th. So right before December's over on a Tuesday. Wow. At Warren. And what day did it come out? Is it the 19th, 17th? Uh, it's coming out in a week, maybe. Two weeks. I think it, yeah, I think it's next. Uh, the 18th, technically, which was a Friday, yeah. but it'll be midnight release for Thursday, which is December 17th. Yeah, so we have to wait because we tried to get it that Friday, which we knew we were getting. We tried the next one. Didn't get it. So Tuesday, Monday was the next available one, the 20, uh, 28th, but then we got the 29th. So because we're both off on Tuesday. We're going to go at 1 o'clock and see it. So I'm I'm excited about it because it just looks really, really well done. Um, George Lucas kind of gave his stamp of approval for the movie, and this mm. is going to be another trilogy. So I'm, yeah. I, I want to see the start. And what I want to do is watch all of them uh, before we go. And Wit actually has Mackenzie, who's nine. She wanted to watch them. She's already watched two or three of them. So she's watching nice. them up until they go to the movie. Educate your kids. Let them watch Star Wars. Um, you know, even the even the one with Jar Jar in it, uh, keep him on keep him on some uh, some old school stuff. Ghostbusters. I mean, Emily Corner, watch both Ghostbusters. Watch all the Star Wars. Watch all the Rockies. Don't just watch one and give up. You gotta you gotta keep going. This is your heritage. This is your culture. This is real American uh, movie making here, cinematic history. So, ready for Star Wars. And the last deal is. Uh, <sighs> I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but they keep giving me trailers. Batman versus Superman, Batman v Superman. <laughs> Cause we talked about the desert scene, which was confirmed to be like my theory was Bat- Batman having a nightmare because there's mm. Batman's worst fear is killing somebody and then being unmasked. And that's what happened in that deal. Cause Superman wasn't even acting like himself and he wasn't, he didn't even acknowledge that everybody bowed to him. That's not, that's not Cal. Yeah. So, in this trailer, it shows Lex Luthor, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And it shows something. It shows Zod that looks like uh, Doomsday. Now, I thought it was Doomsday at first because he's got rock on his body. He's got stuff coming out. But I want to reserve uh, because I don't I don't want an origin story where Zod turns into like Lex Luthor figures out how to make a Kryptonian monster killer. 
I don't want that story. I want it to be. Um, What's reverse Superman? Um, the yeah. zombie looking one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of come out. What is his name? I just had it because I'm thinking. I'm thinking about the old Justice Friends too. Yeah, that's um, what you're thinking about. Bizarro. Bizarro. Yeah. I want it to be Bizarro. And then he gets the suit and stuff. And now that gives, you know, the Justice League something else to fight. You have a Bizarro. You have a Lex Luthor. Um, they said yeah, Flash. Bizarro. Yeah, Flash is making a cameo. Aquaman's making a cameo. I don't know what capacity Diana is, uh, which is Wonder Woman for you guys that don't follow comics. Um, but there was a little satire. I don't. I would. I didn't really care for the Batman joke in there because Batman's just now meeting Superman. So how are they chummy? He said, uh, "Superman's like, is she with you?" No, I thought she was with you. And everybody, ah, ha, 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 ha. Like, I, I don't really want that from Batman. <laughs> Be like, no. I just want a plain Batman, like he normally would. Like, don't ask me no questions. No, she's not. If she was with me, she'd have whooped your ass a long time ago. In the middle of this fight, but they they give you the Trinity. Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Uh, they give you something that looks like Doomsday. Could be Doomsday. Could be Bizarro. Could be it's just something else. I don't know. Um, I'd be surprised if it's Bizarro. Yeah, I, I want it to because I don't want. Like I said, Doomsday was not created on Earth. He's created on uh, Kryptonite, yeah. or not Kryptonite, but Krypton. And if they're trying to say that Lex got the Kryptonite and then fused it with Zod's body and tried to bring him back to life, and then he turned into this big monster. I'm going to be kind of disappointed in it. But I did hear that Ca- uh, Captain America Civil War is not worried about releasing in May alongside Batman v Superman. So we got two powerhouse movies being released at the same time. So Two different companies. Yeah. Let's see whose nuts are bigger. And, yeah. And they said, oh, it's good for business to have Marvel. And it really Marvel. is good for business for yeah. both oh, of those companies. So. Dude, my money... I might have to. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna have to get get plasma. No, I know, but plasma, sperm. I'm gonna give something up to get these tickets. (laughs) Yeah, man, because Warren ain't cheap. But um, thank you guys for tuning in for episode six of the Elijah Bailey Show. I am Elijah Bailey, and I am Richard Taplin. And you can always find us out on Facebook. Uh, You can find you out. Go ahead. Oh, at the Elijah Bailey show on Facebook or Bailey Lifestyle and Fitness. We started the show talking about fitness. So look at uh, look like uh, follow the page, both pages and tell your friends. Join, uh, have 20 of your friends, 10 of your friends join the page, have them uh, subscribe and click to the podcast on iTunes and Podbeam. Um, And if you would leave a five star rating and a review to help us out. Yes, and you can always find all of the studios that record in Blackened Studios at blackenedstudios.com and also our Facebook page, Blackened Studios. Other than that, thank you guys, and we're going. <laughs>